From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, two people have died and some 30 were injured after a fire broke out at an apartment building in Seoul's Dobong district. The Supreme Court has ruled overtime calculations should be determined by tallying hours by week and not by day. And the state financial regulator has slapped a record penalty on global investment banks for illegal short selling. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. Two people have died and some 30 were injured after a fire broke out at an apartment building in Seoul's Dobong district early hours Christmas Day on Monday. According to firefighters, two men in their 30s and one woman in her 70s were transported to the hospital in a state of cardiac arrest due to the fire that started on the third floor of the 27-floor apartment at around 4.57 a.m., two of whom were later pronounced dead. One of the two men was found to have fallen to the ground from the floor above the unit where the fire occurred, while the other two were found in the stairs. Around 30 people are currently being treated for smoke inhalation or for injuries suffered from the process of evacuating. Fire authorities issued a level 1 response at around 5.03 a.m. and mobilized 57 trucks and 222 personnel to put out the fire. Major blazes were contained at around 6.36 a.m., with the fire completely being extinguished at around 8.40 a.m. Authorities believe the fire started somewhere inside the third floor and are trying to determine the exact cause together with the police. The Supreme Court has ruled that overtime calculations should be determined by tallying hours by week and not by day. The top court issued the ruling on Monday with regard to a case involving an employer who was indicted on charges of failing to properly pay the severance and overtime pay for an employee while violating the overtime limit 130 times between 2013 and 2016. Under the Labor Standard Act, the regular work week is defined as 8 hours of regular work per day, 40 hours of regular work per week, and 12 hours of overtime per week. The employer, facing charges surnamed E, was fined 1 million won in the first two trials after the courts assessed that he had violated the overtime limit by calculating hours exceeding the limit of 8 hours of regular work per day. The top court overturned the ruling and sent back E's case to a sole district court, saying it is desirable to assess whether overtime rules were broken based on excess work hours using a limit of 40 hours of regular work per week. The state financial regulator has slapped a record penalty on global investment banks BNP Paribas and HSBC for illegal short selling. The Securities and Futures Commission of the Financial Services Commission said on Monday that it decided to fine the two banks a combined 26.5 billion won, or 20.4 million U.S. dollars, for illegal short selling while also filing a complaint against the two firms with the prosecution. The fine is the largest imposed since short selling became subject to penalties in April 2021. BNP Paribas in Hong Kong issued orders for unborrowed short positions worth 40 billion won on 101 stock items, including cacao, between September 2021 and May 2022. HSBC was found to have submitted orders to short 16 billion won in stock on nine stock items, including the Shilla, between August and December of 2021. The move comes shortly after the government unveiled plans last month to temporarily ban short selling until the end of June next year. The default rate of both corporate and household loans in South Korean banks rose in October. 
According to data released by the Financial Supervisory Service on Monday, the delinquency rate on household loans stood at 0.37% as of the end of October, up 0.02 percentage points from a month prior, and up 0.12 percentage points on-year. The rate reverted to an upward trend as seen in July and August after falling in September. You are now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea. North Korea is set to reveal the direction of its state policies for the new year at a ninth plenary meeting of the 8th Central Committee of the Ruling Workers' Party this week. At the upcoming meeting, agreed upon on December 1st, regime leader Kim Jong-un is set to reaffirm his country's power-for-power principle with regard to the U.S., while stressing the need to boost the national defense capacity, including pursuing additional launches of military reconnaissance satellites. Since 2019, the North has disclosed the direction of its policies for the new year during a plenary session of the Central Committee with Kim in attendance. Considering previous practices, Pyongyang is likely to convene the session sometime around Wednesday and conclude the meeting on Sunday, with a speech by Kim typically following on January 1st. In the upcoming address, Kim will likely express determination to expand exchanges with China and Russia. The White House is prioritizing measures to stifle North Korea's hacking operations in a bid to sever funding for the regime's nuclear and ballistic missile programs. The U.S. National Security Council's top cybersecurity expert, Ann Neuberger, discussed the issue in an interview with news outlet Politico on Sunday. The official said that cybercrime has facilitated the evasion of sanctions and global steps to end the regime's weapons programs. Earlier in May, Neuberger estimated that about half of the country's missile program funding came from cybercrime, including cryptocurrency heists, with industry tracker Chanalysis estimating that hackers affiliated with the regime stole around $1.7 billion in digital assets last year. The expert described the North's cybercriminals as capable, creative, and aggressive, as she stressed the importance of aggressively throttling the profitability of the digital attacks. At the end of last month, the U.S. Treasury sanctioned the regime's hacking group Kimsuki over its persistent illicit cyber activities. A South Korean fishing boat captain who was arrested for fishing in Japan's exclusive economic zone without authorization was reportedly released on Monday. An official from Seoul's foreign ministry said the release came a day after the Japanese fisheries agency announced that the South Korean vessel 808 Chungnam Ho was seized in the EEZ off the southwestern island of Kyushu and the captain surnamed Kim was arrested. The boat, with a size of 44 tons, had a crew of 11 people including the captain. Seoul had reportedly requested a fair and prompt investigation from the Japanese fisheries agency. The same vessel had previously been caught by Japanese authorities in January 2021 for alleged illegal fishing activities about 300 kilometers west of Amami, Oshima in southern Kyushu, with Kim released after a day upon payment of a bond totaling 6 million yen, or around 55 million Korean won. Three elderly women died from electrocution at a public bathhouse in the central city of Sejong on Sunday morning. According to the city and police officials, the three women in their 70s collapsed with a scream at 5.37 a.m. at the bathhouse on the basement floor of a motel building in the Jochiwon area. A woman in the locker room reportedly witnessed the accident and called 119. Rescue workers found them in a state of cardiac arrest. 
The victims were rushed to nearby hospitals, but two of them died shortly, and the other was also pronounced dead hours later. There were several more people in the women's bathhouse at the time, but the fatal event only affected the three who had entered the hot water bath. The police said that they will carry out an on-site joint inspection on Tuesday to determine the exact cause of the accident. President Yoon Seung-yeol visited Cheongdong First Methodist Church in Seoul's Jung District Monday morning to attend a Christmas service. According to the presidential office, President Yoon arrived early and exchanged greetings with the pastor and congregation before attending the service for about an hour alongside Culture Minister Yoo In-chon and Senior Secretary for Civil Society Hwang Sang-moo, among others. After the service, the president shook hands with the churchgoers one by one and said that he will strive for the country to be a good gift. Earlier on Christmas Eve, Yoon had attended a one-hour and 40-minute Christmas mass at Heihua Catholic Church in Seoul's Jongno District. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.